an accent guy. I'm not. You know, accents a choke. I, I just thought choke. that was Columbo. Good eye. Good eye. <laughs> I'm, I'm Columbo, a, say. Columbo, right. Columbo. <laughs> I'm wow. sent to push us, see? Right. If you, right. If you close your eyes, Crikey. it's just as bad. <laughs> From the smallest room in New York City comes a show that gives you a reason to live. It's funny because you're dead. In Brooklyn federal court, a judge sentenced a 40-year-old man to 12 and a half years for fucking three underage girls, 212-113, when he was 34 in 2009. Fausto Bonifaz explained that the girls were into it. I would never say it was okay, but I never pursued her in that manner. She would come to the room. It doesn't excuse it. I would never have attempted to do that to anyone. Is that just you talking, or is that the quote? That's the quote. Oh, nice. That's just that's just Pat just thinking out loud about what he would do with a twelve-year-old. That's the voice of J.R. Havlin, Emmy Award-winning writer for The Daily Show, also former writer for The Tonight Show. Joining me also, Andy Sanford, who plays Andy Sanford on the Aqua Teens Hunger Force, coolest credit in show business, playing himself on the Aqua Teens. He made it clear to the judge that the young woman, twelve-year-old, uh, you know, but the, you know, she uh, seemed to want it. You know, now here's a he's, uh, here's the thing. If a 12 year old comes to your room, is it okay to have sex with her? <laughs> it's just like a legitimate question for you. <laughs> I don't, I'm not. Thir- you know, there were two other 13 year olds, right? No, there was another 12 year old and a 13 year old. Oh, so there was a 13 oh, year old. There was, yeah, she was 13. I mean, that's a whole separate question. That's, yeah, that's a that's a line that we've crossed in the teenage. Now, but you they, think when you get to teen, that makes it different, huh? Uh, you know, for some people. Yeah. <laughs> Seems like you might do a little less time. <laughs> yeah, yeah we get it. 13. Get to 14, it's like, it's a shrug. Not even a slap on the wrist. It's a yeah, shrug. At that point, it was, what was she wearing? <laughs> yeah. And what's he get for this? A slap on the dick. Yeah. That's all. That's it. <laughs> that you were somehow seduced, frankly, is one of the most outrageous things I've heard in my courtroom. Said, said Foghorn Leghorn, the yeah, judge. Yeah. He's a judge now. That's Judge Raymond Deary. Judge that's the way he Foghorn talks. Leghorn. Trust me, that's the way he talks. He suggested that the youngster uh, did not insist on the liaisons. When he was busted last year for the uh, abuse, that began. Uh, by the way, it began in September 2009, lasted about a year. Uh, he he uh, he said he was confused by the arrest. Why would be too? That shit's a long time ago. Yeah, that's like, in a relationship at that point. Yeah, right? that's a, that's a long term rape. The guy said the 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 good quote in there was that he says not all twelve year olds are the same. Yes, that's he like, did say that. Yeah. Yes, yeah. Some of them some some of them look fourteen. <laughs> two years later, you're sixteen. Mm-hmm. Two years after that, it's eighteen. Still a little weird. But twelve going on twenty eight. Yeah, he's trying to say. And uh, I don't know close. if I well, well true or false. All true or uh, all twelve year old girls are the same. True or false? They're all the same. True or false? Uh, no, no, they're not the same. They're okay. all 12. So all, you agree with they're them? All the, they're all the same age. <laughs> yeah. I mean, God. So, true. It's not like, <laughs> we'll say true. What, uh, where, where you go, where, that's kind of a leading the witness question. Yeah. Are they the same sexually? Tell well, me. Well, what? is it even fair to make one blanket rule about sex for all 12-year-old girls? I think Pretty much. Yeah. Yeah, well... Yes. Well, What's if this, you like deprive a bus a, in India. Well, if you deprive a, a woman uh, the right to set her own boundaries concerning her body, don't you deprive her of agency? <laughs> yeah. I just don't think it's okay to fuck twelve-year-olds. But that doesn't answer the question, though. I know, but I I have to get political and say I you I feel like you're leading me. <laughs> mm. Yeah, he's definitely leading the witness. It sounds here. like you're talking about the law here. Objection. Is that the problem? The law guidelines established in theory for the common good. Enforced at the point of a gun. You know who else has laws? ISIS. 
You see where I'm going here? No. Well, you see what I'm driving at here. How about that? You see what I'm saying? I do, see what, you don't I do see what you're saying. Having right. sex with 12 year olds yeah. and you support ISIS. I'm saying that something being a law doesn't necessarily make oh. it right. Gotcha. You know, I mean, do the words her body, her choice mean nothing? <laughs> nothing? Well, you don't know that it was her choice. It was. You're taking she the word of room. Fausto Benifax. <laughs> oh, it's back, it's back <laughs> to the original. It Pat came is just to his fully room. on board with Fausto. I'm saying, <laughs> you know, it's uh, it went on for a year. It couldn't have been no the whole time. It could <laughs> have been. It's like a Lolita thing. It could very situation. well have been. No, again, no, with the no. Really? Okay. Oh, you, Pat, genuinely upset we're not going along with his go-ahead-and-fuck-a-12-year-old. One of them was 13. Oh, well, that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, Again, pointed that's out. the line I draw. It's that 12, 13. <laughs> like a good Southern man. Look, uh, this was uh, from the uh, uh, ISIS uh, Research and Fatwa Department. Yes, just Sorry. put that anywhere. Uh, issued late last year. This was a issued late last... And, and I just want to say, look, if a young woman of 12 wishes to, to have sex and the government refuses, is that not a form of sexual slavery? <laughs> to, uh, to, to have her... To force her not to have sex. Yes, to make that decision for her. I'm gonna is it that she can't have sex? Yes. Is I'm it that she yes. can't have sex or she can't have sex with somebody over the age of 18? No, she can't have sex. It's not allowed. She can't have sex at all. Not, I'm not sorry any. I'm not intimately familiar with these rules anymore. <laughs> there might have been anymore. a time when I was like, yeah, no, I got it down. I know, Your Honor, you can you can stop talking. I, I, I understand what I've done. J.R. Havlin, learned man, mm -hmm. uh, but uh, he has forgotten much it's of what he's learned. learned. <laughs> hey, the um, here's my question, Rain, from, mm -hmm. and, and, and this is, again, this is from the Research and Fatwa Department of ISIS. They actually have one. This was in the Daily Beast. That department, headed by a man regarded by many as the most liberal Muslim cleric, Hussein, I'll allow it. Yeah, that's my, that's my, that's my stupid poker joke. You can't just do my joke in front of me. Well, I mean, yeah, I had to do it here while you're here. Uh, the you rest threw of the, Hussein in there, though. Well, that's I don't know if I appreciate that. It, it, just, it improves it. Uh, <laughs> It's a different joke at this point. I relinquish the joke. Question four. Is it permissible to have intercourse with a female captive? Uh, the answer is it is permissible to have sexual intercourse with a female captive. Allah, the Almighty, said successful are the believers who guard their chastity except from their wives or the captives and slaves uh, that their right hands possess. For then they are free from blame. That's in the Quran. So, yes. It is. Wait, the captives that their right hands possess? Uh huh. Yes, I have to put them on the right hand. Hey, that's is that, is that what you call it? Yes. And now, is it permissible to have intercourse with a female slave who has not reached puberty? It says it is permissible to have intercourse with a female slave who hasn't reached puberty if she is fit for intercourse, it says. Now, however, if she's not fit for intercourse, then it is enough to enjoy her without intercourse. So, that's a toss up. Now,. <laughs> One more, one, one more here. This is a, a just straight out, straight ahead toss up, Patty. No argument here. Just, that was that was a factual statement. Just. Well, you know, it's often ICE is portrayed as being violent towards women. No. Yet in many cases, their treatment of women is empirically better than their treatment of men. Uh, Yazidi activists, they said they uh, four forty six hundred women are missing, and uh, they were seized. They were separated from the male relatives who were shot. Now, here's a quote. Would you rather be missing or dead? 
Depends on where I was missing, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Well, look, here's the whole point. <laughs> if the woman's not a virgin, she's supposed to douche out her uterus first, and then you can have sex with her. So, I mean, that's the ISIS point of view. I'm just saying there's, you know, the law. <laughs> Bonnie Faz, he was not in the military. He pleaded guilty to betting the girl. It's the daughter of a woman who he befriended. Uh, bet they're not friends anymore, huh? I guess not. Yes. Uh, whose husband uh, lived on the base, but he was on overseas duty. He's probably infuriated when he got back. Serving the country. Uh, he also copped his sexual relations with, like I said, with two of the girl's friends, 12 and 13 at the time. And he said he knew what he, what he was doing was wrong, but he did place some blame on the woman, it says, on the girl. Well, there we go. The judge wanted to wring his neck, he said. Yeah. <laughs> I want to wring your neck. What's your view on Quentin Tarantino? Uh, he called police officers murders during an anti-police brutality rally at the Washington Square Park a couple of weeks ago, and since then, police are, are calling for a boycott on his movies. Yeah. JR. I like Quentin Tarantino. Yeah. So yeah, I get, think he's right on some of this. Mm-hmm. I think he's right on some of this. Cops are murderers. I don't know, yeah, all cops. <laughs> <laughs> don't you say cops. That's not fair. That's not fair to all cops who are murderers and aren't getting credit for it. Well, uh, you know, uh, I think it's... Uh, it's one of those things, you know, where you look at I guess I, I, I agree with Quentin, too. I don't think that he's wrong. I think, well, you know, it's also a matter of, like, if you watch that whole video in that, in, that, in that story, it's a matter of, like, you know, what they're claiming he says and that, that kind of thing. It, it's, it's all, it, there's interpretation involved. So you're saying, he, he, I hear you. What you're saying is he's getting them all riled up. Yeah. Uh, that sounded like that's a movie he's got coming out or something. <laughs> Didn't that sound like a titular line right up. there? That's right. Quentin Tarantino's getting them. That's when all riled up. That's when Mr. Lou kicks in. Right? <laughs> no, I'm just I'm just saying that he, uh, um, uh, you know, he's calling th- a couple of specific situations. He 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 sees it as murder. Yeah. And in a couple of these situations, it's I don't I'm not precisely sure what else you call it. Well, he's, pretty nasty. Well, the guy's been charged with murder. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially so, when yeah. they've been charged with murder, it's sort of like that's not just him saying. Well, it. so what are you complaining about? I'm. I don't know. You what, asked what, me to. No, 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 not you. But I mean, like, I, oh, oh. I say, like, theoretically, you know, just for the sake of conversation, what if, if they've been charged with murder? Then that's what's supposed to happen. Now, in the, with the case of uh, Daniel Pantaleo down there in Staten Island, I think they could have charged him with uh, like involuntary manslaughter. They could have, but that, was that wasn't the, an option. That, that was, was a chokehold. Guy. Yeah, that, yeah, that was yeah. the guy. He put the sleeper hold on the guy, and then the guy had an asthma attack. I, I don't know how effective the boycott of like if you were upset about him saying that you probably weren't watching no. Tarantino movies anyway you weren't watching like Django the people that are did Django the yeah. Django Django yes. whatever yeah no okay. yeah it's the one yeah <laughs> you're just, you, you also call it machete yeah <laughs> machete. oh it is ma- and ma- we're gonna play machete. Django after this right. <laughs> we're all gonna stack up some blocks <laughs> and, and play. Django, 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 Django. He does say that. Uh, do you, did you did you see a sign that says "dead"? Uh, you know, and he says, I, "I can't even bring myself." I used to be one of those people who would say the N word in certain cases. I can't even do it yeah, anymore. Yeah, remember, you uh, know, <laughs> dead. You know, who's where black was that sign? Storage. It was in Pulp Fiction. Oh, well, oh, oh. You, you know, Denzel Washington. <laughs> the got Jimmy his face situation. About that. Did he really? Yeah, but he's like, you think it's cool to say the N word or something, and threaten to beat him up after the premiere of Jackie Brown. So that was, I guess he didn't even see Pulp Fiction or something. Oh, yeah, well, yeah. It's was, got plenty of N-words in there. Oh, it, it, it was, it's in Jackie Brown a lot, too? Uh, yeah. I yeah. saw that movie, but I just don't remember. The yeah, trippy part was that Denzel came came at him just kind of like moving, just like this, like floating, you know, like like in Malcolm X. He just kind of floated towards him. 
Mm-hmm. Do you know what I'm talking about? This is more of a visual joke. This is a podcast. What are we doing? <laughs> Where's the webcam? Do the people listening to this, are they... Old man Havlin making I... a visual joke. <laughs> I uh, thought it was a sparse crowd in here. <laughs> police all over the country now have called for the, the boycott. Are you going to go see Hateful Eight when it comes out Christmas Day? I've, I, I'm still going to go see it. I don't th- Whether or not what he said was right, I just, fuck it, you know what I mean? Like, if a guy makes a movie, you want to see it, see it. I, I don't care what, he has a right to his opinion. I'll Jesus see it. Christ, that's Probably how not I on Christmas, but I'll see it. Okay. Well, I, I don't consider it a direct invitation or anything, although, you know, <laughs> could have been. <laughs> we'll go with you. you in, the, in the Bronx. In Cut my- to Pat sitting there alone <laughs> crying. <laughs> Crying into some bonbons. Uh, all my police friends won't come. In the Bronx, NYPD spotted a man urinating on the street around 5 p.m. Yeah, Wait, yeah, and the cops approached him, and they, the guy began to flee. And uh, after his arrest, further investigation revealed a loaded pistol. And uh, uh, he was pissing, and he had a pistol. It was a 22 caliber Beretta handgun. The 27-year-old man was arrested, charged with criminal possession of a weapon and public urination. Doesn't this show that you have to enforce these quality of life uh, crimes. <laughs> I, gu- I mean, I guess so, because it's not cool to piss in the street. But That's the one that, yeah. The gun thing is a separate issue to me. Let him keep it. That's not what you busted him on. Well, the whole, the, the other thing is, like, if you're going to, if you're going to take a piss on somebody's apartment building at five o'clock in the afternoon in the Bronx, you should probably bring a gun with you. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> yeah. just, if the guy wasn't armed, expect that would be do, weird. You expect me to do this when I'm without packing? Yeah. Come on. Uh, be, I got to defend myself. Somebody's going to get angry. This is the most angry. vulnerable position you can be in <laughs> yes. without, without a gun. Well, also, it didn't say, it didn't say like that he was hammered or anything like that. It's just like he, he did have a gun. He's just walking around deciding like he couldn't. I guess there's not a Starbucks around or something. Oh, I don't know. Yeah, that's the what it is. You know, that's why we need to gentrify the that's whole damn city. Need, yeah, that's why you need <laughs> right more now. Starbucks. We need a government so this kind of thing doesn't happen. to open up more Starbucks. <laughs> so a guy it. with a gun can take a piece in private. Yeah. A piece. A piss. <laughs> a piece with take a piece. Take his piece. His to, piece. To, to yeah, piss. right. Yeah, that's yeah. right. I mean, you so. said your piece. A man who murdered his <laughs> wife and got away with it. 42-year-old Rod Kovlin was the prime suspect in the murder, but they couldn't get anything on him. Couple's nine-year-old daughter found Kovlin's wife, 47-year-old Shell Danishevsky, dead in the bathtub of her Upper West Side apartment. The day before, Shell was set to meet with lawyers uh, to cut Kovlin out of her will. She was all set to cut him out of the will. Yeah, per- perfect time to take a bath. Nice long bath in the fucking apartment across the hall from his apartment. Yes, a dirt bath. Yeah, a dirt bath. What she took. It's funny because she's dead. Highly suspicious too, like you said, right across the, the, the hall. Well, he lived I, across the hall. This guy. Yeah, he, he lived across and the had hall. the keys because they had the kids over there. So. And I just, was, I just know if his name is Rod, he did it. I mean, Rods are all bad. Not only was his name Rod, is is the name that he gave himself as like a like an AKA also Rod. Right, <laughs> yeah. but that one was more kind of a porno name. What was his last Double name? Double Rod. I think it was Rod Rod Coxter or something. No, like that <laughs> Rod Rod Harden. <laughs> It's rot something, but uh, now the victim's uh, Orthodox Jewish parents, they refused an autopsy at yeah. first, and uh, she was buried quickly in Westchester. Three months later, nagging questions led her parents to agree to an autopsy. So apparently they were hanging out with Columbo. They thought he was leaving. Yeah, no, that was like <laughs> Columbo. <laughs> they were hanging out with laryngitis Columbo. <laughs> Is that what question? Uh, yeah, it was <laughs> Don Vito Columbo. <laughs> If you excuse me now, I'd like to go to my daughter's wedding. Yeah, they they thought he was going to leave. He kept turning around like, one more thing. <laughs> For three months, Just this went one on. more thing. Aren't you left-handed? You know, one That's more thing. Oh, God. Your name, Rod. Yeah. <laughs> 
Is that I a porno name? Nagging question. <laughs> what, you have to cross the hall. Now, uh, she's uh, dead now. She received a get. They were they were divorced, and uh, her divorce lawyer, Dominic Barbara, who, by the way, that was the same divorce lawyer that Anthony Cumia had, and you can see me on the Cumia Network Tuesdays, 7 p.m. live. Good plug. Go to uh, anthonycumia.com. Watch new, watch. I'm saying you watch New York City Crime Report. That's an embedded plug, but it happens to come up naturally because Dominic Barbara, this guy, disbarred lawyer. You know, he's like uh, not held in high regard at all. He told the Post, the moment I was told she died, I said he killed her. He was violent. Well, I don't know if that's true or not. They haven't been able to get anything on him. They finally, finally able to charge this guy. And why? Because his girlfriend ratted him out. Ratted him out. He was about to get a lot of they money. They didn't say what he said to her, though. Did you find that? They didn't. Yeah, well, yeah. What he said to the girlfriend. They, she, Funny how that they, works. No, but I guess he was just telling her... Just uh, like I killed this, I killed my wife, which seems like an odd thing to say two months before you're going to inherit. Did you throw that in there yet? Yeah, that's the other thing. See, he was, he had, there were certain conditions here that he was going to get a lot of money or half her fortune. She had $4 million. He was less than two months away from inheriting half of that. The money was kept in trust due to a civil suit filed against him in 2011 under the agreement Covlin, her surviving husband, who she was divorcing. And just one day away from cutting out of the will, he could get the money, or half the money there, the $2 billion, uh, if, if he was found not responsible for her death in a mm-hmm. civil suit, or if the Manhattan DA declared him no longer a suspect in the criminal case, right. or if six years passed after her death, December 31st of this year, it was set to be the six-year anniversary of her death, oh, and this yeah. moron had to go squawking, flapping his gums to a, you know, I mean, like, obviously a, a leaky link there is his girlfriend. I see. You can't uh-huh. tell him that kind of shit. You just can't tell him. He was no, home they, free. They like to brag on dudes who are like, this This dude's about to spend $2 million on me. Like, yeah. there's no way she's not going to bring that up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's you, what it is. You'd think that she'd go, like, yeah, look, uh, you know, maybe she tried to uh, extort him or something, and, and he was, like, nothing doing, and, you know, maybe oh, she gave shit. him the option. Yeah, you know, like, this listen, chick's going to end up dead, though. Like, yeah, I, have yeah, a, I have a sneaking suspicion. <laughs> Stay out of the tub. <laughs> Don't take a bath. Don't take that dirt bath. And let that be a lesson to you. <laughs> this guy was living out of a hotel under an assumed name. Uh, he was prone to furious outbursts, according to sources. He was working as a collections manager for a concern in Lower Manhattan. He was the biggest <laughs> bastard uh, in the world, basically. Uh, he was well, going he's by a the collections name... manager for a concern. Okay, <laughs> yes. That? That's, you know what that is? That's out of the big book. It sounds like AA talk. Right? <laughs> yeah, like, For a concern. I was working for a concern <laughs> in, in the business sector. And this chap was a, certainly a fine chap. He was uh, going by the name Rod Summer, and named pilfered from a girlfriend that he met playing backgammon. Uh, yeah. See, it was, it was a His backgammon. His first love. <laughs> His first love is backgammon. Second <laughs> it love, all comes murder. Back to backgammon. Hmm. He was described by a former coworker there as a, quote, fucking psychopath. <laughs> <laughs> Fairly damning. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, he, was, uh, he would work from dawn uh, to dusk, till after dusk, shunning the sunshine, reeking of liquor. <laughs> fucking vampire psychopath. <laughs> he was a vampire. In one case, the man uh, said he had cancer. Uh, that no, could, no, no, no. Well, what? He, there was a man on the phone. This is a quote. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He said uh, in one case, uh, the man said he had cancer. He couldn't pay the loan immediately. And the former coworker was remembering this. He said Rod was furious. He had no compassion. He would say, "I don't give a fuck if he has cancer. I want the money." 
See, now, no, this, that seems like he's just good at his job. That's, that's, I mean, yeah, that's what a collections guy would he's say. A fucking, he's a collections manager at a concern. What are you thinking? Like, Concerned collections. Uh, he's he's going to let anybody off the hook? This is New York well, it City. It sounds like yeah. you're supposed to be concerned about the cancer in that situation. I'm surprised you didn't ask if, he, if the guy had a, a family so he could crush them along with the, you know. Had a bad month? Fuck you. Pay me. Right? Yeah, that's it. Right. Yeah. Uh, he was arrested on a warrant at the Metro North Station in Scarsdale. How many times have I said that? <laughs> Less than two months before his wife's inheritance would put him on Easy Street. Well, she squawked. I tell you, I wish I knew that girlfriend. I wish it was a picture of the girlfriend because I tell you one thing. I bet you that guy's hooked on that pussy. <laughs> no question. So Mates, you would want to see the the girlfriend, what she looks like. By the way, the the woman who he. Uh, supposedly killed he's accused of killing way older than him you know he was like 30 something at the time and she was in her 50s that always happens you ever yeah. notice that whenever there's an older girl an older lady and the guy's dating her why can the guy kill him yeah and, it, and it isn't because they always are getting money out of it in this case it was money a lot of times it's just because you know when a woman she's dried up she's barren she's become superfluous and it's deeply ingrained in a younger man to kill her and move on. I, I can't believe the guy made it within almost two months, or just two months, before he got the money, considering that other people just describe him as a fucking psychopath, and they couldn't find anything on him. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah right. He hasn't displayed any fucking psychopathic tendencies yeah. that you can Everyone seems note. to think he's a fucking psychopath, mm. so... They knew he did it. They just couldn't prove it. That's yeah. weird. They couldn't. They, they, and, and at first, like, they just put her in the ground. I think they're willing to just like, yeah, it's a little bitch, whatever, you know, and, and bury her. Yeah, and, uh, but the guy lived, and he lived across the hallway. Who did they think? So the, when they when they dug her up, which I guess she's still in heaven. I don't know how they work. <laughs> kind of bullshit. Like, three months later, it's okay to not do what, I don't know. But so they dig well, her up. They do it. They find out that, because all she had was a cut on her head. But they found out a broken bone in her neck. Yes. So he choked her. So they knew that, and they, there's still nothing they could do. There was broken bone in her neck, and I guess it wasn't enough. I mean, they you know, didn't have any DNA. They didn't have any, yeah, DNA. I mean, I couldn't prove anything. I guess she, she, could have, she could fall and, and break a bone in her neck. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Yeah, Sources, she could. Yeah. Fall downstairs, hit a shelf. Hit <laughs> a shelf perfectly <laughs> right there. Yeah. Uh, a finger shaped shelf. What, what, yeah, she fell right into a the finger shape. <laughs> a hand, I have a lot of shelves around my apartment that are shaped like choking hands. I just have Because I just hands. like the look. It's kind of <laughs> creepy, but it holds my books really well, and I fell into one of those, yes. and it choked me. I have this. I have a statue. It's called a fucking psychopath. And it's a bust of a man with, yeah, his, just with his hands sounds, outstretched. Yeah, just strangling. Is it my fault for keeping it next to the bath? Yes, maybe. At this point, in hindsight, I understand now my my folly. I like to hang a towel on it. Uh, he was ordered held without bail. He faces twenty five years to life if convicted. And uh, that's that's the end of Jr. What's his name? J is it Jr. Well, Havlin? Jr. Yeah, Havlin. Yeah, no. Good lord. <laughs> Rod Kovlin. Uh, so close to JR. Yes. A bias attack, uh, possibly a suspect's in custody, a suspected bias attack against an Orthodox Jewish man who in East Flatbush, uh, he, he attacked a guy, 49-year-old victim, uh, near the corner of Albany and Lefferts, uh, Lefferts uh, Avenues around 5.45 a.m. Uh, the 36-year-old suspect, uh, Christian Rojas, he said he was fed up with Jews and sending them a message. No, I doesn't, does this sound like a bias attack? I, you know, <laughs> almost, let's not almost jump exactly. to conclusions. <laughs> I, I don't know. 
<laughs> the guy said he's fed up with Jews and hit him over the head. Does that sound biased to you? I uh, just I don't get it. I don't hear it. He's I don't a, want to make any assumptions. Victim suffered a bloody nose. He declined medical attention. Uh, the guy was charged uh, with assault as a hate crime and aggravated harassment. That doesn't know. Toughest Jew in New York, by the way. <laughs> Decline. He's got a bloody nose. He, de- he declined the uh, medical attention. Yeah, well, he's older, you know, 49-year-old victim. I thought hey, he was even older than that. 49, that's mm-hmm. what it says here, according to my, according to my black and white ink. Mm-hmm. Uh, the razor blade wielding man charged with slashing two strap hangers on a Brooklyn subway car. You can tell that I didn't write this out of the newspaper. I would never <laughs> use a word like strap hangers. Fresh out of jail, armed not, with two snakes. Not guys. after 1982. <laughs> <laughs> strap hangers. Strap hangers. It used to be a thing. Yeah. Now it's a rod holder. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go back to strap hangers. <laughs> the official statement from the MTA. Like, they're no longer strap hangers, they're rod holders. Scratch Stop that. Strap We're going back now. to strap hangers right away. Now put an uh, egg in your but shoe. But I'm still going to talk like this. See? Yeah. The prosecutors and sources said Thursday <laughs> uh, Stanley Gray allegedly went on a terrifying rampage just on a Manhattan bound sea train just 11 days after being released from Rikers Island for misdemeanor assault. I like I, I I'm enjoying I can't help but enjoy terrifying rampage like I'm not sure what other sort of rampage there is sometimes a peaceful calming rampage just a really yeah, soothing just, rampage yeah, soothing yeah. rampage just a, just a carefree afternoon a, rampage a lulling yeah. rampage what do you say honey yeah, you up of, for it yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the 29 year old career criminal sexual rampage staying at an East Flatbush homeless center on October 5th when he began banging on a locker as others slept. And he punched two men in the face. That's what he was locked up in Rikers for. I asked for the room to be changed, and they took a long time, he told cops. Well, I mean, what else was he to do? We've all been there. He pleaded uh, guilty to third-degree assault charges. Then he was sentenced to 30 days in jail, court record show. Well, in violent Brooklyn, the razor-wielding slasher cut two subway passengers. Yes, Manhattan-bound subway train, 29-year-old career uh, career criminal. He's This guy's... As a career, he graduated in, in being a criminal. Stanley Gray stepped onto the C train at Rockaway Avenue in Bedlam Crivescent around 3.30 p.m. wearing a denim jacket and Timberland boots. You've seen the type. <laughs> Attacked without warning. Stabbed 32-year-old O'Neal Mendez in the top of the head with a box cutter. His next victim, 22-year-old Matthew Ruff, who saw what Mendez got and didn't want any. Started moving to another train car. Didn't get away. Slashed again. So chased him down? On the top of the head. Yeah, he with did. the razor blade. But then the cops caught him with two steak knives. Yes, he had two steak knives. Yeah, razor blades and steak knives. <laughs> so he had a choice to make. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, Serrated or clean cut. Apparently, yeah. he was like, you know, look, I got a five o'clock shadow, but I'm also going to Peter Luger's tonight. So I can use one of these. <laughs> I'm going to just be a little scruffy at Luger's. Well, in Brooklyn, the foot can split wood. But, uh, yeah, he needed a kitchen knife just as a backup. And the police said it was a random attack. Uh, one a law enforcement said it was random. Well, there you go. <laughs> said, I don't know why it's so hard to understand. No words, no quotes. He just slashed them. I wonder what the quote would be. It's <laughs> <laughs> not the time to read your manifesto. Damn yeah, you. the guy on the train. <laughs> Damn you. Uh, I'm fed up with Jews. <laughs> oh, yeah. It could be the same guy. It is East Flatbush. You will not enjoy this. <laughs> This will not be over quickly. That's from 300. <laughs> a quick break, a quick, uh, a quick. what do you call it, prayer? You know, we get the kitchen knife. You could ask them it. at least serrated eraser. Yes, before. Here, here's the thing. I'm going to cut your head. Uh, he was caught with a, on Rockaway Avenue and Fulton Street. A razor was recovered at the scene. He complained of pain. He was taken to the hospital. Probably figured his chances of escaping were pretty good. And it's, he's right, because these days getting away from the cops is no big deal. Five escapees this year, which is a lot. 
You know, when the people they handcuff behind their back and they run away, they get away. Where do they go with the hand? That seems risky. Atlantic City. Yeah. <laughs> only one place to go. Yeah. You can do anything down there. Hop a boxcar, go to Atlantic City. I saw the guy with old <laughs> jeans and blood, said Michael Lopez, 35. He works at a barber shop across the street from the station. He said he was cowering. Oh, no, he was covering. He was covering his face, and he was on the phone. His face was red. He was crying. And he called him out for this guy. Damn. Cut yeah. your face up. He's crying. This guy crying. His face is red. Kelly Patton, 42, said everyone was confused. The train dispatcher said, we need a doctor or a nurse. And uh, she says, I just tried to stay calm. And the conductor said something about a person on the train. You couldn't find a better witness than this. (laughs) (laughs) Something about a person on the train. I don't know what he's what. At that point, doesn't the recorder, the the, the reporter just turn off his recorder and just like, what? Like, is there anybody else I can talk to here? Damn, they've all gone there. Right now. There's no one else on the train. You mentioned the guy's uh, record too. Like he's a career criminal. Career criminal. criminal. And in the in the article, it said that he had he had his rap sheet includes ten arrests for assault, criminal trespassing, multiple counts of violating restraining order, and then they threw in turnstile jumping. Yes. Did you see? <laughs> Don't forget. Does that, does that really belong in there? What was oh, we there? got an ace in the hole on this guy. This, this gets, hey, that's it. Gets worse. Turnstile jumping. Well, that's what it is. They want you to know that these low level crimes. Often, oh yeah, it's a gateway committed by these. Literally, EDPs. like it's a turnstile gate. Turnstile jumping is a gateway crime. I bet you this guy jumped. Well, it the kind turnstile. of literally is a gateway crime. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> when you think about Don't it. act like you meant that. No, that's precisely <laughs> oh, what okay. I meant. No, it is not. Oh, come on. No way. Play the tape back right now. <laughs> well, now, what is an EDP exactly? It stands for a lot of things. I looked up, and somebody says he's probably an EDP. He says, usually this stuff is domestic, but it was random. This is a guy who's an off-duty MTA employee. Uh, he says, I thought it was a love triangle. That's according what? to Marvin Escott. Are we still on the slasher game? Yes. He says, I thought it was a love triangle. Why would he think that? What? Why did he think it was a love triangle? <laughs> he says, I thought it was a love triangle. I don't know. I know no reason to think that, right? <laughs> yeah. I like that the, like whoever this guy is, that's just his answer to everything. <laughs> just, you say there was three people? Yeah. I think it's three a love people? triangle. Mm-hmm. How many people were involved in this? Well. Two. Did you say three? Sounds like a love triangle to me. You just like no matter what. Yeah, there, there were like seven people there. That's how, how many? Did you say three? Was that That's like two love triangles and an extra person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> the guy just can't ever let two it Two love triangles and a fourth wheel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think. Two love triangles and some weirdo. What was that? A tub? Wasn't me. Tub? A guy? Yeah. Love triangle. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. He's a fucking Wait, psychopath. One guy and two 12 year olds? That's Rod a love Summer, triangle. Yes. <laughs> That's a love triangle right there. The problems. <laughs> that there's a love triangle. <laughs> <laughs> Should have seen them, but 12 year olds are different. Yeah, they were in love. It was a, it was a love triangle and a hate crime. Yes. Love-hate relationship and an off-duty MTA employee named Marvin Escott, 47. He says, usually this stuff is domestic, but it was random? That's crazy. I think it's very sad and unfortunate. He's probably an EDP. Now, what does that stand for, EDP? It stands for Odo Oda Perfume, sometimes. It stands for Ecclesiastical Deed Poll, Edinburgh Park Railway Station, Eastern Daily Press, a regional newspaper. But he probably meant emotionally disturbed person. Ah, and and yeah, that uh, yeah, eventually I got to that one when I read that. I really had to Google it to find out what it meant. In Manhattan Supreme Court, the Santa Claus subway pusher was sentenced to three years in prison. Well, ho, ho, ho. 
and three years post-release supervision and possible deportation. Back to the North Pole, I would presume. (laughs) Where else are you going to send him? After pleading guilty to second-degree assault, the deal was arranged between prosecutors and lawyers for 50-year-old Rudralal Baldeo. Nailed it. It's a lot of R's. (laughs) I didn't stutter. Rudralal Baldeo, homeless, drunken, Baldeo, pushed 72-year-old Shao Kwan Lin off the C-train platform on the 145th Street Station in Harlem. Lynn suffered a head injury from hitting the tracks. He's been on life support since the attack. At the sentencing hearing, well, I say that's a, that's a damn shame right here. You know what I mean? No, this is a sad one. We were talking about this. I burst into tears when I read this story. At the sentencing hearing, Lynn's wife of 33 years, Yu Mai Lee, gave an emotional statement through a Mandarin interpreter. He pushed my husband from the platform. I had to massage my husband daily. I had to change his diaper. And that was before he got pushed. Good choice on a punchline there, Pat. <laughs> the perfect spot. So that was just a layup. I don't want him to suffer more than he's been suffering. <laughs> yeah, Lee said Baldeo also destroyed their dream. Destroyed their dream of reshooting their wedding photo on their 50th anniversary. Ooh, just what every God. man of 89 longs to do. Yeah. <laughs> we... I think that there's a, this is one kind of suffering that he won't encounter, is having to restage that photo. I don't know that that was, that was years that was 17 years away. They're planning ahead to this photo. You know, what I mean, like taking a lot into a, taking a lot for granted there. You know, what I mean, you only have today. It's not, but you know, it's not like Santa. The Santa Claus guy didn't have a lot of plans. Yeah, well, he's, yeah. he's a busy guy. He's supposed to deliver gifts. Yeah, that's a big story. That's why I think he's just some Indian guy, and they, he happens to have white hair and a white beard. Didn't yes. even have a mustache, just the white beard thing. Yeah, he had the and white then, beard. And yeah, and so the post has to like sensationalize the whole thing, call him Santa well, Claus, yeah. Santa Claus subway pusher. Well, yeah, it's pr- makes perfect going, sense to me. He's going to prison with a rep already, yeah. so that's good. <laughs> I am the Santa that's Claus subway, subway pusher. pusher. It's the Santa Claus subway. Thank pusher. you. That's what he says. He says, "Thank you, Merry Christmas." <laughs> That's how Subway uh, Santa I sounds. can't join in on this <laughs> Subway, He says On Prancer Etc that's, that's almost as good as my Columbo You're not an accent guy I'm not You know accents I choke <laughs> I, I just choke I that was Columbo Good eye Good eye <laughs> I'm, I'm Columbo a, say. Columbo right Columbo <laughs> I'm wow. Santa Pusha say. Right Right If you close your eyes Crikey. It's just as bad <laughs> <laughs> well, you see, think, uh, you think twice before putting your blind drunk pal into the back seat of a car. That's what you better do. A Manhattan judge says a lawsuit against a memorial uh, hospital, Memorial Sloan Kettering Cancer Center, can go forward. He's going to let it happen. Security guards for the hospital loaded their pie eyed lieutenant into the back seat of his wife's car. During the drive home, he choked to death on puke. It wasn't his puke. <laughs> wow. That would be. <laughs> Spinal tap. Yeah. yeah. Don't uh, don't jump to conclusions, by the way, on the puke. <laughs> <laughs> what? Are you saying just hear me out? Now the drive home he choked on his own vomit. Uh, yeah. by uh, Manhattan Supreme Court Justice Joan Kenny ruled that the guards left two hundred and sixty pound John Gillern, quote, worse off than they found him, I'd say so. She added there was a foreseeable risk. That Gillern, 48, could have suffocated in that position after hospital Christmas party. Yeah, the, the, his drunken buddies who had to load him in there should have foreseen this. Yes, they should have. 
he was i mean they they, they were uh, security guards for christ's sake they know <laughs> when yeah. a guy's in danger she's the nurse by the way his wife is a nurse uh, she's jacqueline she's a 49 year old nurse at the same hospital she showed up to collect him it took three guards using a luggage cart to load the 260 pound man into the back seat of the family suv even in death fat shaming yeah that's some Gilbert Grape shit right no, there. It sounds like a love triangle to me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a love story between a man, his wife, and his puke. He snored loudly during the two-hour drive home. When they got home, Jacqueline saw John was grayish and not breathing, and as a nurse, she knew that wasn't a good sign. Mm, yeah. <laughs> or as a person. Top notch. Or, you know. <laughs> I think that the, That's when my training kicked in. <laughs> people aren't supposed to be purple. <laughs> It wasn't that he was gurgling in the back for three hours on the way to fucking Connecticut or wherever they were. Look at that. They put him face up and uh, his back is arched unnaturally. For some reason, they, they put him head head down against the seat. Well, yeah, it sounds like they just it, like threw him in there with a shovel. They had to wedge him in there. They, they used the word wedge. Well, like, I, don't know, wedge. Like hun- I don't know what the hell he's, he's in a smart pounds. car. That's a no, lot. Like 260 pounds. They put him in a smart no, car. No, no. It's an SUV, it said. The family SUV. And then later it said something about it being a compact car, but it's an SUV. Yeah. Oh, really? No, I, th- I thought it said Sounds it like a Honda wedged CRB. him into something. I'm yeah. just taking a guess. Well, you know what it is. They're trying to sue and get money, so they're going to say things yeah. like wedged. No, but they're not throwing the court the case out. They're actually going to go through with the case, the judge said, against Sloan Kettering. Yes, against Sloan Kettering. So that's, that's right. just them, that's, that's them the saying guards. like this guy fucking got hammered, mm-hmm. died on his own puke, allegedly. Choked on puke, died of alcohol so intoxication. Let's, let's make and, cancer patients pay and positional asphyxia. Yeah, positional asphyxia, which, which is mean, embarrassing, but not as embarrassing as embarrassing as autoerotic positional asphyxia. <laughs> that's some. That's, yeah. You that's go from some, Jimmy, yeah. Jimmy Hendrix yeah. to, from there, Jimmy Hendrix yeah. to Michael Hutchins. Yeah, he was he was in the he was in the back of the car, <laughs> swimming in his own puke with nope. a with a rope around his neck and his balls. That's, that's the only way to achieve climax. You're, really? one yeah. of, you're one of my kind. <laughs> to really do it. His uh, yeah, blood really. alcohol level was 0.28. That's uh, more than three times the legal limit. Four hours after his last drink. I mean, that's that's a lot. Ooh, I guess yeah. when you, I guess when you though, when you when you drink a lot and then you puke and then you eat the puke again, you know. Uh, I'm always confused by blood alcohol level. They should make that more like you know more intense that, sounding. Like point two eight doesn't sound like much of anything. You well, when you think about that's well, the twenty eight percent. But when your blood, blood is uh, is a quarter of a percent alcohol. That seems significant to me. Yeah, yeah, sure, if you spell it out like that, but I'm kind of an idiot. <laughs> and what I'm saying is 0.28 yeah. of anything doesn't seem like mine. I'm not looking at 25%. I'm just looking at 0.28. Well, have you ever blown into That's one of those? That's not even uh, one. It's not even one. No. It's not even one. <laughs> less than one. That's <laughs> less than one. Would you, you consider one a lot? How can that hurt no. you? <laughs> one is Wait, not can a fucking lot. Fucking get what, behind the one? wheel. I'm it's not, not even I one. It's one a lot. How can you not drive? It's not even one. <laughs> Jesus. It's an oppressive law, let's face it. Now, uh, I blew a point two six walking down the street one time, and I had just flipped off a police officer as, as a result of that blood alcohol level. I could still flip off cops. You <laughs> yeah. know what I mean? And choking you were on walking puke. down the street. Though. Walking down the street, yeah. yeah, with a friend who was keeping me from getting run over. Uh, so uh, she testified in her, de- in her uh, deposition that uh, she asked the Sloan security guards who lifted Gillern into the car whether Gillern needed to be to go to the hospital. And uh, she was told that she did uh, that he did not have to go to the hospital, that he just had too much to drink and needed to sleep it off. Yeah, that makes sense. That's what you say, right? Yeah, he's "Ah, he's drunk. Yeah. Wasted. Sleep it off. I mean, the guy chokes on his own puke. This is before her her training kicked in, right? Exactly. 
wedging okay. him into the back of a quote compact vehicle. Yeah, that's that's the part of it. Yeah, saying. I just don't know what about that because it was supposed to be an SUV. That's the ruling. So the Gillern's lawyer, Alan Ripka, who uh, he told police that if someone is passed out, it would be the obligation of people involved in healthcare at a minimum to call nine one one, and that's really the crux of it. But she people is also one in- of those people. She's a nurse. She should sue herself. I'm negligent, so I'm suing my employer. Yeah, the, he says, yeah. the lawyer says people involved in healthcare. He's talking about the security guards. Oh, yes. Jesus. <laughs> oh, what a stretch. God, I didn't get to that. <laughs> what a douche. Well, I tell you what, these people are dicks. Now, a music teacher at Stuyvesant High School sentenced to 15 years in prison after Stuyvesant. being... Stuyvesant. Stuyvesant. Uh, convicted... No, in, that's like a fluorescent Stuyvesant. Stuyvesant. There you go. Hospital. Oh, it's a, it's a school. Well, a music teacher at Stuyvesant High School sentenced to 15 years in prison after being convicted of dealing guns and drugs. But if this helps, he only did it because he was trying to support terrorism. Yeah. Okay. 54-year-old Theophilus Burroughs. Oh, so good. Proudly voiced his support of various Middle Eastern terror groups. As far back as 2009, when he began selling firearms to undercover federal agents, he, <laughs> he thought were Hamas loyalists. <laughs> yeah, that's when the agents were like, Give us six years. We can get this guy. <laughs> what the fuck was... What's the fucking holdup? Well, they, you know, they were hoping he'd lead him to Mr. Big, I guess. <laughs> yeah, Osama. He, was, he purchased uh, 27,000 uh, cartons of illegal cigarettes as well. He sold oxycodone to undercover detectives. With back problems. I mean, in fairness. <laughs> hey, I mean, that was guys, just by coincidence. Yeah, they didn't bust is, him. The guy's had issues. I could get a prescription, but why like, bother? You know, you know? I'm not, I know a guy. I mean, I'm, I, I can get a deal, and why pay the pharmaceutical company? Plus, those, the, each one of those came with like 4,700 boxes of cigarettes. And so. you tell me I should be paying $15 a pack for cigarettes? You still smoke, Andy. Yeah, oh, yeah. I mean, how much do you pay for cigarettes? Uh, seven fifty, but that's in Brooklyn, and it's not legal. <clears throat> yeah, so you probably bought some of this motherfucker's cigarettes. You supported yeah. Hamas. Hey, whatever I get, whoever I got to support. <laughs> hey, man. Yeah. If ISIS wants two dollars a pack, yeah. I mean, remember that? That's why cigarettes when I when I started smoking were a dollar a pack. They were ninety five cents. I believe ninety five cents. I would bring a dollar and get a nickel back. <laughs> Pat started smoking when he was three. Nineteen forty seven. I'll never forget. I'll never forget. I'd come home from the war. I was three. Started smoking. Got a pack of Chesterfields. <laughs> yeah. I hope this whole thing blow, blows over because Theophilus is going to be my first child's oh, name. Oh, man. It is, yeah. It's the most awesome. It's like part Bronx, part like ancient Greek. Oh. This guy's awesome. Right. Yeah, he is. The he best is. name ever. A name that'll live in infamy. Uh, when reached at the crossroads, Bronx DA Robert Johnson said, it's particularly disturbing when someone who is tasked with educating our young uh, commits crimes. It's most disturbing that he did so complicit in the belief that he was promoting terrorism. Not only, he's, I don't give a shit. Why is everybody so concerned about the kids? You know what I mean? And he sold his soul to the devil, right? For Christ's sake. That's, yeah. He was there at the crossroads doing it when they yeah. quoted him. He's there to, I'm here to meet the devil. So who's he to judge? That's exactly, yeah. You know, but he has not fucking sold his soul to the devil, cast the first stone. Yeah, they I also think. don't know that he wasn't good at his job, you know? He could have been like, a very good music yeah, teacher. Yeah, yeah, he could have been a really good music teacher. He likes to sing songs, you know, like in support of, uh, you know, terror. Yeah, yeah. They, 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 all the songs were a bit of a giveaway. All the Hamas <laughs> like, hymns. <laughs> Death to America. Yeah. That is pageant this, was a little. Is there was, a bridge in this song or do we just keep singing Death to America? <laughs> 
can, well, uh, I don't, everybody join in. I don't remember that part was, of Born in the USA. <laughs> was the Thanksgiving but I'll go along with it. Do you yeah. remember a call to prayer in the middle of the yeah. <laughs> when reached at You the never cross. know. Those are long concerts that he puts on. He could have he thrown that in. You sure. just like fell asleep for a minute. Well, nobody shows up for those things. We're proud of the kids. The sting was centered around a Westchester Square warehouse that was outfitted with video and audio uh, recording equipment. It captured his activity. Captured his activity. The rogue teacher uh, also, uh, he, he did other shit. He, uh, <laughs> he offered to sell uh, agents explosive devices, night vision goggles, gunpowder, and other drugs according to court papers. And during many, any hour, many hours of video and audio uh, tape recordings, Burroughs believed the individuals with whom he's dealing with were connected to Hamas. Hamas. That's uh, so close to Hamas. So close. So close to you just dip being a chip just, in it, yeah. you wouldn't know the difference. So close to being just a tasty snack. Mm, Hamas. Yeah, you know. They yeah. should have picked something else. It's sort of like, you know, how'd that meeting go down with the... Isn't there... We're going to be Hamas. Isn't there a hummus? hummus? Can I just can I bring up a is legitimate it, question? Is chickpeas mostly? Is there, I think I, I'm just I don't want to throw a wrench in the works here or anything, but there's hummus, right? Have him killed. <laughs> <laughs> a rugby player from Oz. He was charged with several domestic violence yeah, and stalking offenses back in Sydney. That's it. That, oh, I've perfected it. Oh, that was back in Sydney that. He was, it, he was charged with uh, several domestic violence and stalking charges in Sydney. Now he's been arrested by NYPD, accused of assault and I just hate a teeth with a shayla. <laughs> <laughs> Two women following them home to their apartment. A lodge, uh, he plays for the West's, West's Tigers. That's it. It's not the West Tigers, it's the West's Tigers. His position on the team, forward. Mm -hmm. he, he, plays, he plays a game there they call footy. Uh, he's, uh, make that uh, well. That's his former position on the team. Now, twenty-year-old was stood down. It says last month, after being charged with six counts of common assault, malicious damage, stalking, and intimidation, and being served with the provisional apprehended domestic violence order. He's in deep shit. Here in New York, he allegedly told the two women he followed home, "This is the night that you die." The club announced late Ooh. Sunday that it had torn up his contract. We're done with him. After the die thing? Or? Yes, that's what it took. <laughs> he posted on Instagram a video of himself riding in a cab. Then he later followed the women back to their apartment building. They were led into the building and Lodge followed them inside. This yes. happened in New York. This happened in New York. Yes. All none of these uh, went. They, at least the story you sent me in the New York Post, like none of these details were in there. They their whole story was about the fact that the, when the guy showed up at court, he had an ill-fitting shirt on. Yeah, that's what they the fucking post fo focused on <laughs> the fact that this guy came from Australia like, and forgot it's to pack not a shit. Yeah, he forgot to pack a suit in the event that he was going to court. Well, yes, that's a, that's an important part of the story. Right, yeah, <laughs> man shows up with the wrong kind of shirt. He should have been wearing his footy jersey. Right. <laughs> right. Look, wow. Look, if you're a fan in Australia, don't give up. I'll get there. Remember, John Safran is a big fan. Now, a man uh, claiming to have shared a cell with Lodge on Friday night. He said the footballer was terrified, scared. He didn't remember the events. I think he had a mental breakdown, the man said. West Tigers chief executive Justin Pascoe said in a statement that the club would not tolerate this kind of behavior. Club is incredibly disappointed to learn that Matthew Lodge has been charged with by police with the overseas. Well, what he did some shit on holiday. That's the quote. Uh, we have since made the decision to terminate Lodge's playing contract with West Tigers. Now, uh, 
Are you a fan of footy, JR? Footy, the game. Footy. <laughs> you ever played footy? <laughs> Something tells me there aren't a lot of people who legitimately call it that. They do. Footy. But, hey. No, there's an entire continent. Let's go play it. footy, the game. <laughs> As opposed to you guys. The game. Hey, you want to play footy? Going to have to get more specific. <laughs> <laughs> footy, the game. Oh, oh, oh. I thought you were right. offering me something. Oh, right. Oh, right. Right. Well, the West Tigers were formed in 1999. It's <laughs> a joint venture <laughs> club between the Ballman Tigers and the Western Suburbs Magpies. I can't even. I'm just trying to comprehend the, how many of these things you're making up right now. The, no, no, this is fake. Fucking Magpies? The West Tigers were formed as a joint venture club between the Ballman the Balmain Tigers and the Western <laughs> Suburbs Magpies. That was the name of it. That was a ball club there. A footy match with the Magpies. Yeah. It's a footy game. So the Ballmen play footy the game. Yes, and they said, Do we? "Not hard to decide which to go with: Wait, Tigers footy, or this Magpies." Is rugby. Oh, it's rugby, isn't it? Yes. It's yeah, they just soccer. call it footy. They call it footy. They call they rugby, call rugby footy? footy. Yeah. The Magpies were terrible. They had not won a oh, yeah. premiership since 1952. Oh man, how would you feel? <laughs> They had an incredible record of coming in last, winning the wooden spoon 17 times between 1909, 1910, 1912, 13, 16, 33, 40, 42, 53. Everybody gets a prize. A lot. So sad that they... The wooden spoon they won. And in 1999, find the wooden spoon before uh, they merged with the Tigers. Whilst their playing contract obligation uh, to Matthew will be terminated, the club will continue to offer welfare and counseling options to Matthew to ensure he has the support he needs. Well, they, you know, translation, we'd rather not be sued. <laughs> so don't sue us. We're going to do what we can. Come Am on now. Don't sue. The sad turn of events for the once promising Kangaroos Jr. <laughs> That's a quote. Last year he was sanctioned by the NRL for writing cunt on his wrist strapping while playing uh, for NSW in their under 20s state of origin fixture. Now that I don't Safe know what it means. to say that means something else down there. Yeah, it <laughs> it means like the opposite. It's really nice. The, the matter was was last mentioned in uh, Blacktown local court. I swear to God, these are just quotes. The matter was last mentioned in Blacktown local court on October 14th, two days before his arrest in New York. It's a very strange place down there, Australia. Everything's a bit backwards. <laughs> we play footy. We play it. The game. Footy the game. No, the game footy. <laughs> you I like that. It's a great part. Like if you just had like a, somebody, you know, on, in, a, on a, in a phone conversation. Like Again, I'm doing video jokes here. <laughs> but if like you're, you know, you're watching a show or a movie and somebody, the guy's on the phone he said, and he just says footy. And there's a pause and he says, no, the game. <laughs> Speaking of, the, uh, speaking of the mic, though, yeah. Oh, oh. Yeah, yeah. Which, which part of it? The, the, <laughs> the side, just like that. <laughs> He's fined ten thousand dollars after like being involved past. in an altercation outside a King Cross nightclub in January. Uh, uh, it was January eleventh. So he did this in Australia. He did things in Australia. He did things here. Oh, he did. He so he's he's, he's, star, he's those chicks here. I'm jumping around. I'm trying to make it confusing. Yeah, no, no, but I could. I did. I couldn't follow. So, but but they're they're charging him with the things here, and then the, then they'll send him back to Australia. And, and he's gonna have to deal with all that stuff. He wrote cunt on his wrist strapping while while playing uh, for oh, NSW in their under twenties state of origin. 
television fixture. You, when you're playing, to me, when you're playing, when you're playing in the NSW in the under twenty state of origin fixture. Now do Australian Bill Cosby. <laughs> Roy. <laughs> That was actually pretty close. <laughs> that's, that's not bad. That's good. You nailed people, it. People, you see, you <laughs> see, <laughs> people, Camille, <laughs> Camille, me, me Sheila Camille, sandwich. <laughs> Boy, that's awful. Yep, that's all coming out. Vigimore. That's all coming out. Now, a uh, Democratic mad- uh, candidate. Now, in Long Island, they had a DA uh, fucking uh, election. Uh, Madeline Singus, first-time political candidate. She was the acting district attorney. She just got elected over the Republican Hempstead Town Supervisor Kate Murray. Uh, they were facing a. Uh, it was a weird election there, uh, and and there was a certain guy who was working. This is a very complicated story. I'm not even yeah. sure if I can explain all this. It's tough. Yeah. Basically, I'll we're going to skip it. You want to? You want? You want to no, go ahead? It? Give it a shot. Yeah. All right. Well, already, see, Madeline Singus was was coming under fire for coddling a top staffer who was accused of a, uh, of being a twisted fetishist and a spouse abuser. It's in her commercial. So the the they're they're running against each other, and the woman running against her, the GOP candidate, Kate Murray. Yeah, she she has a commercial mm-hmm. that. Goes after the guy. Was it a guy? The other candidate was a guy. No, the other candidate was a girl, a uh, woman who, a woman, a, who had a guy on her staff who had been accused, a top staffer, accused of domestic abuse. And Only accused, but he was still accused of domestic abuse, and that, and that's what she went after. But not formally accused. Only accused, you know, by uh, hearsay. It wasn't like a he wasn't charged, so to speak. Uh, predatory and extreme depraved antisocial sexual conduct is what uh, he was accused of engaging in. He's accused of engaging in predatory and extreme depraved antisocial sexual conduct. Well, Christ, again, that's really what, what's a Christmas party without a. But uh, the, Jeffrey Stein is his name. That's right. His wife, Carol Mundy, filed divorce papers claiming that. This was in divorce papers from his wife. That he. By Carol Mundy. I guess. The Post first reported on the claims in August. The narrator of the 30-second attack ad says, Singus refused to fire a top staffer who was an accused domestic abuser. And it pans to a Post story and photo of Stein. Well, you're probably wondering. Mundy said that Stein's kinky behavior. Yeah, here's the reason to bring up this story. Mm-hmm. Bring it. Bring it home now, Pat. Accused of wearing a male chastity belt to work. Yeah. Diapers and a butt plug with a horse tail during sexual foreplay. <laughs> Can you repeat that? Because it's too the, juicy. Male yeah. chastity belt to work. Diapers and a butt plug with a horse tail sexual foreplay. Now, to me, if, you got, it, if you're wearing a diaper, you don't need the butt plug. <laughs> no, and you know? horse tail, not <laughs> yeah. necessary. You, you, and you're you separating those. You, you're say, I, I, think, I don't think it's that he was wearing a butt plug with a horse and tail. a horse tail. I think it's a butt plug with, with a horse with tail. With a horse tail. Like the That's butt plug I'm, had a horse tail. No, no, I get it. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's like, I'm surprised you didn't slip up right there. No, 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 I have one. I mean, uh, <laughs> uh, it makes you go. Nay, if you're gonna get a butt you know. plug, you may as well have a horse Saddle tail me up, on it. News whore, let's yeah. go for a ride. Well, yeah, Baby they, boy wants to run. So was that horse tail all up in the diaper? Then <laughs> no, no, the diaper he wore to work. I mean, have some common sense. Oh, okay. That's just so that he could stay at his desk. Also, the guy was a workaholic. He's a pragmatist. Well, but then, gonna, but the other one, the 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 the. Uh, um, the the what in the butt plug? Male chastity belt. It's oh, the oh the fits, chast- it fits into his dick hole. I guess. No, the ch- oh. no, that's right. The chastity belt was it was at work. That seems odd. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, you know, chastity is you know. That's good. Make sure at you work. don't slip up yeah. and fuck somebody. Yeah. 
I mean, yeah, Madeline and the, and the diaper and the butt plug were at home. Your, keep, your, keep yourself straight. She probably straight. told him Madeline Singles, boy, said, look, you got a fucking this chastity belt at work. We keep it. We run a, a tight nope, ship no here. No pen in the company <laughs> ink here. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, Kate Murray uh, rap Singus that uh, you know that, that he shouldn't that she shouldn't have kept him on. She fired him right away just on based on divorce papers. I mean, I just don't know if that had divorce papers. It's not proven. You know, you can say anything. Yeah, but did she did she win as a result of this? She won. Yeah. No, no, no. Not the GOP candidate. The woman who was loyal to the fetishist with the butt plug one. God, and justice. rightfully so. Madeline said, yeah, I agree. There's nothing wrong with wearing a butt plug. Why should that come out? Especially with a horse tail. Yeah. <laughs> Something to pull it out with, you know what I mean? It's that's just, what I'm yeah. talking about. Easy retrieval. <laughs> yeah, that's the noise you would naturally make that's, if that's you have a butt plug being pulled out by a horse tail. Today. Yes. <laughs> yeah. His horse getting a butt plug pulled out. Oh, that was the sound of his ass. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. That was actually him doing a mouse. Okay. <laughs> Australian horse. Yeah. Nice. Right. Right. <laughs> Eating hay over here. Hi. It's, it's not a sound. Get on, I'll take you for yeah. a ride. I left my tail, take a shit. Don't walk about. Right in front of you. Kate Murray's Don't despicable ad. Smears an innocent man based on false allegations made during a messy divorce. And seeing his campaign uh, chairman, Isaac Goldberg, was not having it. Stein's attorney, Alexander Sklavos, a lot of uh, Greek names in this threatened legal action of Murray Theopolis did not take down the your uh, commercial states that Mr. Stein is an accused domestic abuser. While we cannot disclose the content of the sealed divorce proceedings, the letter proceeds. The letter provides notice to you of the falsity of your claim. So he was not accused of domestic abuse. That's a very serious matter for the chief administrator uh, of the uh, uh, district attorney office to be faced with domestic violence allegations, Murray told the Post. This is the office where victims go. So I guess that just makes it sound as if like you're going to get there and the guy's going to be wearing, wearing a butt plug and a diaper. <laughs> Can I help you? I'll take a complaint. Can you help me? <laughs> Were you raped? <laughs> Was it a love triangle? The guy's not going <laughs> to rape anybody, it seems to me. <laughs> Yeah, butt plug with a horse yeah. tail, love triangle. Mm -hmm. Screams it. Not very chaste. Diaper, <laughs> butt plug. That's a swat the flies dude. away. That's what it's for. <laughs> and you're going to draw some flies. Let's face it. The Brooklyn teen who allegedly stabbed his abusive father to death in July has been uh, scarred by the ordeal. He spent scarred. Last sounds, scarred by the ordeal of murdering like a pirate. his father. It sounds like a pirate getting scarred there. Scarred. scarred. By the ordeal. He spent a good deal of last month in the psychiatric ward. you hear about ward. the pirate that cut himself? He was scarred. <laughs> his lawyer. <laughs> his son, Razak, 19, treated at Wheel, uh, Cornell's pain, it doesn't really matter, a clinic, uh, for the trauma of the killing. Uh, and the years of violent physical and sexual abuse he endured at the hands of his father, said attorney Michael Sabella. So I don't know, he's sexual abuse. He, this is the guy who uh, allegedly... Uh, sexually abused everybody in the family. Yep. Everybody in the house. Yeah, Mother he was down mad about a business deal or something. Yeah, he, he came home mad about a business deal. He said, I'm going to fuck with you. I'm going to fuck my family. <laughs> like, literally just start fucking. Who are you supposed to fuck? If not How was your day at work, Dad? Take your pants off. Turn this around. is horrifying. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, this is all... Stabbed, he stabbed him in his horse throat. This <laughs> <laughs> Inside joke. Hey, he's, he's, he's in one of the best psychiatric hospitals in the city. They obviously uh, see a need to continue treatment. For the years of abuse he sustained, the college student charged with plunging a knife into Dad Muhammad's throat after the man unexpectedly returned from Pakistan, where movers come from. He took out his rage. That's, that was in the post? 
Yes. That last part? Maneuvers come from Pakistan. Oh, okay. Packing. He took his rage out over oh, a failed business deal and his son and his 15-year-old sister beating them in the hours before his death. I mean, he's beating his uh, kids, and then they killed him, and I figure, okay. Some things It was seem, Allah's seem, will. Seemed you know justified. Yeah. <laughs> it's written in the Quran. That's how it's supposed to go. Well. Which brings us full circle. 12-year-olds, not okay to fuck. No. <laughs> they are not okay to fuck. It no. is against the law. However, and if you enjoyed the satire of this television program, you know that uh, 13 year olds in Andy Sanford's book you're on the list you are good to go. I might be on a list now you might be uh, Andy Sanford uh, recorded a special uh, down in Atlanta the Red Clay Comedy Festival that was at the uh, what he called the Star Bar down there in Little Five Points what a great bar that is very fun yeah and you had uh, you were packed out and, and that's going to be uh, available on uh, uh, some platform a streaming service that can later be named yes, sorry right. <laughs> it, it, it rhymes with re- wet dicks Possibly. There you go. Is it? Yes. Yeah. Wow. It should wet. just be wet dicks. <laughs> oh, man. I need to get it on wet dicks. If that's how you have to describe the sound of your website or whatever. Well, I can't tell you, but what I can tell you is that it rhymes with wet dicks. <laughs> like, well, can we don't just, care what it rhymes with. Just yeah. give us wet dicks. I, yes. think it, I think at that point you just say, like, can you just not tell me anything? Is no. that an option? No. J.R. Havlin, award-winning writer. How many Emmys did you win? For real. It's a man who who has been known to wear an Emmy around his neck, just for a, just for a g- good no, gag. No. Who wouldn't? You were serious. It was autoerotic Emmy asphyxiation. <laughs> Emmy, and it worked. That's an award-winning writer right there. <laughs> Comedy writer, <laughs> joke writer, <laughs> and uh, you wrote for the Tonight Show as well. And uh, right now, uh, working on uh, various projects. You're, you're working on your um, screenplay. Entitled. <laughs> Thanks for assuming that. It's called Horse Feathers, but it's different from the Marx Brothers. It's about a butt plug. It's called Good and, Eye. Uh, the, that butt plug's love affair with two other butt plugs. Yes, it's a love triangle, a butt plug love triangle. It's a it's it's a, it's a story. That sounds painful. It's almost trite. Uh, so no, uh, it's all that'll come out too. So uh, Jr. Uh, J.R. Havlin, Emmy Award winning writer, and you've you won how many Emmys? That sounded suspiciously like an edit point. <laughs> Man, just for those of you at home, something just got cut out. Let me guarantee you. <laughs> you heard you heard like a little buzz, and then there was no buzz. It's like yeah, uh, something gone. Uh, my editing is something pretty good too. Yeah. I'm good at it, you know. Yeah. So uh, you don't want to answer this question about the Emmys? You, That's fine. You had it. Oh, how many? Yeah, I have eight. Eight fucking yeah, but Emmys. It's not, like I didn't win them myself. It's not like some individual achievement in Emmy winning. No, oh, I just happen to be on a team of people. Just being humble. Who, He's one of those guys that like warms the bench all year and then gets the prize. Yeah, right, exactly. Like one of those backup quarterbacks. No, you wrote a lot of jokes, right? Well, yeah, for the I Daily did, Show, uh, yeah, Daily Show writer, and uh, and, and, and writer I do what I do. Show, yes. So uh, and and you wear a nice pair of shoes there, boy. I tell you what, I <laughs> don't see those too often. <laughs> you don't see through shoes like that too often. <laughs> I do have sort of holes in my shoes. I'm not a big shoe buyer. No, me neither. I own one pair of shoes. One. How many do you own? I have. Uh, Two or three, I think. Two or three. I have more shoes than that. I have really. You have one pair one of shoes. One pair of shoes that Jesus, I wear. Jesus, yeah, wear them for a year. Life. I know. I get what it's, you know. I'm working on wearing the same. I just wear shoes for a long time. Clearly, I have these tennis shoes on, but the sole there's not no holes in the look. This they're fine on the bottom. Nobody's still listening. Look at it's the over. bottom of my shoe, Pat. <laughs> it's over. Tell me what it looks like. Another Show's mission. over. No, no one's listening. No, it's finally got <laughs> good. Look at the bottom of my shoe. God damn it! This. <laughs> That's the name of the podcast. Uh, Look yeah. at the bottom of my shoe. You got to go. Listen, if you want to support the show, which God knows why you would want to do that, 
Go to Patreon.com. All you got to do is uh, give us a, a buck a month or a buck an episode or whatever. You can set your own limit. It could be as little as a dollar a month. We'd appreciate it if you go a dollar an episode. It's going to be $4 a month. The, uh, the new number of episodes, we're going weekly now. We were going twice weekly for a while. Please go ahead and spread the word. We're still here once a week. And uh, download it. Enjoy it. Subscribe to it. And if you don't mind, give us a buck an episode. It's not that much to you, but it really means the world to me. And... Uh, and, 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 you know, we support a whole team here, you know. Uh, I'm not going to get into a whole PBS thing, but uh, shit, you know. Your money helps us, blah, blah. Now, uh, we got to buy newspapers and all that kind of stuff. That shit doesn't come free to us. And uh, the children, think of the children. Now, also, please go to anthonycumia.com, subscribe, watch New York City Crime Report. For the first time in history, we're developing the show right there before your very eyes. If you've been watching for a long time or listening for a long time, rather, subscribing, Go ahead and watch. It's really fun. News or Mandy Statmiller and myself. It's fucking gold now, all the way through. Just fucking push a button and post this shit. J.R. Howland, where can we see you? Like, perform? Are you doing any comedy or anything anytime no. soon? No. All right. He'll be at my wedding November 11th. No. As a gift. <laughs> Keep trying. Registered at Amazon. Send a gift. <laughs> and uh, Andy Sanford, you can, we can uh, hear you on the Aqua Teens Hunger Force and see your drawing. The picture uh, of you talking. Yeah. Do you have any... Uh, listeners in Knoxville. You, you sure do. Yeah, yeah. Where are you going to be? Oh. Be a side splitter there? I'm lighting uh, Scruffy City Comedy Festival. You're, is it a what now? That's a thing. What is it? Uh, what city? <laughs> Scruffy City Comedy Festival. Scruffy City. Scruffy City. I thought you said or Scarface maybe it's Scruff City. Scarface City. <laughs> Say hello. <laughs> Say hello to my little town. <laughs> Scarface City. Yeah. All right, well, thank you once again, J.R. Howell and Andy Sanford. Thank you for listening to New York City Comedy and go to Scarface City. God, for God's sake, how can you pass that up? Go out of your way. In K-Town. Well, I can't tell you, but what I can tell you is that it rhymes with wet dicks.